Hey friends, it's Sarah and Zach here with a special announcement. A live show happening soon? That's right, folks. You heard it here first. Come on out June 19th. We're doing a free live show at Empirical Brewing in Ravenswood. It's a special Father's Day themed episode with your favorite guest host, Dylan Danger Daniels. Check out the link in the description of this episode to RSVP and Secure Spot, as well as 15% off your bar tab. And most importantly, free your dad! All right, enough of the hoopla. Let's get into the episode. What's up, all you fine listeners? It's Cameron, Chief Audio Doofus, here to remind you, October 22nd, Album of Brews, first ever live show. They're going to be bringing the heat at Luna Bay Booch Quarters. It's a hard kombucha place. It's really good. It's in the West Loop of Chicago. We got Sarah. We got Zach. We got Dylan Danger Daniels. And they're going to be bringing the heat. They're going to be bringing the laughs. All you got to do is RSVP. It's a free show. So RSVP, the link is all over social media. It's in the description of this episode right now. And honestly, you're going to be missing out if you don't go. If you're listening as this episode comes out, it's this Friday, October 22nd. Get out. Come see him. It's going to be worth it. But for now, drinking this album, listen to the booze. I think it would pair well, if only for you, because it's album of It's album of Beep, 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 beep. beep. Doctor, what happened to him? It seems that this person has passed away due to intercourse. So you're saying it's death by sex? (laughs) Also, my name is Sarah. (laughs) This this episode's gonna be a a massacre. My name is Zach. I'm, I'm finding myself in purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> now time for my real intro. Das ist dein grusseliger Gastgeber, Cameron. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> See, what I typed in was, this is your scary host. Ooh! And then I did the reverse translate, and it, it, it thought that creepy was a correct uh, adjective to substitute in there. So this is your creepy host, Cameron. It's not wrong. It's Ooh, not no. wrong. <laughs> And this week on Album or Briz, we have our old bosom buddy, Cameron Bob, back in the studio <laughs> once we again. Man, um, we could have done a really good German beer with this episode. Should we have got... Uh, we could have gotten an Oktoberfest. No, She's German. No, no. Be, oh, man, you're right. Something really, <laughs> something really like <sighs> sounding in the name. Like a whining kugel. <laughs> <laughs> or a perhaps blue ribbon. <laughs> Ah, yes, my favorite beer. <laughs> Nine! Ich heiße Coors Light. <laughs> Forgot how to do the show. Where do we go from here? Well, as you may have guessed, this is an advice podcast. <laughs> for, the, for the modern era. <laughs> well, the reason that we didn't do that is because um, originally you guys asked me to host, and I was like, okay, what if we did in sync? Because I'm full of great ideas. And Zach was like, well, this one's coming out right before Halloween. What if we did a Halloween themed one? And, mm. and slapped, Which we did and last me. year. He slapped me in the nose, and it hurt really bad. Um, <laughs> yep. So I said, okay. And then I did a little bit of digging, and I found a Halloween themed album that I was super stoked about. Then I went looking at the store for a Halloween themed drink, and there was pretty much. 
nothing except then I saw Bloody Marys. Ooh. And what's scarier than tomato soup and vodka? <laughs> That's so scary. <laughs> You're not wrong at it's, all. I want a grilled cheese every time I have one. <laughs> <laughs> I just skipped the middleman and dipped my grilled cheese straight into vodka. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is from potatoes, so it's kind of, you can draw a line there somehow, right? Tomato and potato? Yeah, they're pretty much. Tomato, potato. A set of french fries, order a side of vodka. I would like my potatoes wet, please. (laughs) Well, which Mary are we pairing this bloody with today? Um, the, the one that looked the prettiest on the label. What was, in the hell were you trying to set up I there? was alluding which album are we talking to today? We're not talking to any albums. We're talking about one. Oh my God. We could talk to <laughs> it. Okay, full disclosure. Zach and I filmed some stuff in front of a green screen before sitting down to do this. And each of us have had a Luna Bay hard kombucha. Come who, to our live show. Come to our live show, October 22nd, <laughs> Lincoln Bio. <laughs> Full disclosure, um, I'm feeling a little bit under the weather. My my throat is sore, and so while you, while they were preparing their drinks, I went into the bathroom and sprayed some like throat spray on the back of my throat, and now I can't feel my uvula. You sound great, though. Thanks. You sound amazing. Yeah. You sound nice and, and and lubered up. We're we're wet and wild for this one, <laughs> just like I imagine that the lead talent of this album we're reviewing today is for Halloween all the time because we're listening to. Turn Off the Light by Kim Petras. The queen of pop. No, yeah. According to some people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like pop very much. If you've listened to this podcast, you might know, but Cameron made me like pop this episode. <gasps> Cameron made me like it. I like this Kim one Petrus a lot. Kim Petras converted you? Kim Petr- yeah, I'm like, like, oh, this this slaps. The it thing, slaps! The thing about it is, I was just looking for Halloween albums just in general, and I found this on a listicle, and I was like, whoa, I know Kim Petras from that one song that's like, I don't yeah. Which is like one of the best pop songs I've heard in the last six years. Yes. And I was like, well, if this is anything like that, it's going to go off. And spoiler alert, it kind of goes yeah, off. It does. Yeah. I think we should tell the listeners a little bit of the background of Turn Off the Light. Because what we're talking about today is actually kind of a compilation of an EP that was released a year before this compilation was 2018. Released. Yeah. So in 2018, pop diva, superstar, icon star... Miss Kim Petras released Turn Off the Light Volume 1, which was an EP of kind of Halloween-themed, you know, Kim Petras bops, and a year later released this album. Which is a compilation of Volume 1 and Volume 2, which came out later. In 2019. And then a year later, she had planned to release Volume 3 of Turn Off the Light. But COVID was like, nope. And she was like, I refuse to release this if I can't perform it live immediately. So I'm just going to give you guys one more song, uh, which ends up being the closing track of this album. Oh, I didn't know that. Which brings this album to a whopping 18 tracks. (laughs) Which sounds like a lot until you realize it's only 53 minutes long. Like a lot of these are not full on songs. Yeah. Yeah, Like pop songs. There's there's some interludes in there that really set the vibe. But yeah. Yeah, Totally. By the way. Naming something volume one is like such a called shot. I love it. You're like, There's, <laughs> this is going to be so good. You're going to want more. Like naming something volume one without a volume two already lined up. You're like, here we go. You're going to love this. Guess Before so. we get into the album, I do want to say that I am so happy this exists and I'm so happy that I've learned about it because I feel like it answers a really important question or like addresses a problem that not everyone is able to solve until they learn about this. The problem being, 
What do gay people play at Halloween parties? <laughs> I've been wondering my whole life. Once they've exhausted the monster mash. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, maybe, maybe you'll be at, at a very queer party and they'll play the monster mash, right? But what the fuck else do you do? How do you get the energy back up? Exactly. I think this is a perfect album for that. It's spooky. It's sexy. It's fun. It's rocking. It is like, like... Self-proclaimed a Halloween-themed album. Exactly. Like every song is about spooky, scary stuff. And you know what else is spooky, scary? The fact that we haven't tried our Bloody Marys yet. <gasps> oh my god! Yeah. Because we know. said we were going to do it on air. Because oh. this is kind of a nasty drink. This is going to be really bad. <laughs> Cheers, dear. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, I smelled here, mine first. Downtown. It's totally just a tomato soup. I like soup. Yeah, just tomato soup. It's like I a, like, it's like it. A, it's like a V8, but you're trying to like party. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking... It's like, I want a V8 to get me drunk. <laughs> when we were putting these together, um, Zach, you had mentioned briefly that you like had some olives in your fridge. Or we were like, oh, I was trying to find we them, were thinking about done. garnishes. And I can't help but think... I'm, I'm from Wisconsin originally, if you're new to the pod. And like a Milwaukee Bloody Mary is like... Is unlike anything cheese curd you have ever seen. Not just cheese curds. You will go to brunch in like the third ward in Milwaukee and there will be like a slider... And a chicken thigh and five slices of bacon mm, and like an entire tickle. Culver's butter burger on top of your Bloody Mary. <laughs> the glass is empty. It's just like bacon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do like a bacon in the Bloody Mary because it adds like a smoky, meaty flavor. Mm, I can mm-hmm. see that. Yeah, we're kind of drinking our Bloody Marys straight. Yeah, ours are naked and afraid. Which is not how we should drink them for this album. <laughs> <laughs> Spooky, scary Halloween album. So you you just found this album for Halloween, Sarah. Do you have any other? Do you have any interest in this artist before we we picked it for the? Oh, I mean, I think Kim Petras is great. I think she. I I found out about her maybe a couple of years ago. We had a mutual friend like play her in the car on a road trip, and I was like, I love this. So I listened to a couple of her singles. Great, iconic, amazing. Trans icon, queer icon. Yeah, love it. Yeah, I think she's really cool. I I had never heard this album before and um, (laughs) found myself giggling at some of it because I do feel like it's a very campy uh, kind of tongue-in-cheek album at points. I think think a lot of the content is campy. I think a lot of the lyricism is kind of like straight down the middle, like Halloween song. Totally. Yeah. well, you go, you go ahead. Zach. Oh, I just I like the idea of spooky pop. I like I know like like Michael Jackson <laughs> did it right thriller. Yeah, but, like spookiness and pop just go hand in hand way better than you think they should. A hundred million oh, percent. You, now that you bring that up, like thriller feels like the blueprint for this album. Yeah, a lot in a lot of ways, right? And we'll get to it, but there are kind of nods to thriller on this album. Ooh. Which um, we'll touch on later. Yeah, I was not familiar with her at all until Cameron brought her up. But I do recognize some of her TikTok songs. Yeah, yeah. TikTok songs. Doesn't she have a TikTok song? Or she's she's. Oh, probably. Uh, what's the one? Lock it, unlock it. Yeah, with Charlie X. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Come on, yeah, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a TikToker. I'm getting in there, Gen Z. Yay! <laughs> yeah. No, totally. I don't know if any of her solo work has been super big on TikTok, but yeah, she's also like featured in a bunch of shit. Yeah. Um, and the teens love Charlie XCX. Yes, as do we. Yeah. I was thinking when we were about to record this, we recently did an episode on Caroline Polachek. Similar and vibe. 
if you're coming back from that uh, because you're seeing Kim Petras, hey, welcome back. We're so happy to have you after talking about the front bottoms and fucking acid dad <laughs> and a bunch of boy stuff. I'm so happy you're here. Please stick around. <laughs> I'll bring a, I'm going to bring a girl album. That's my challenge next <gasps> next time I pick. I'm going to bring a, Whoa. a girly album I like that all I girls love. can vibe to. Another one for the girlies. Another one for the girlies. Should we get into it? Yeah, let's do it. There's one thing that I think we should address firstly. Yes. Um, and it's the reason why the whole album sounds so good. Yeah. Is because Kim Dr. Petras. Dr. Dre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I wish. Far off. Did you see that Dr. Luke is credited on yes. every song uh-huh. on this album? Yeah. And he and like if you go on his discography now, like after 2015, like Kim Petras is one of the only names that like oh. he's officially credited on for most. Aside from like, you know, every other Kids Bob album and whatnot. Yeah. I was trying to find out through uh, internet searching. Are, do we like Dr. Luke or did no. like Kesha do bad things? No, yeah. After 2015. Did he he every, didn't do bad things to yeah, Kesha. Yeah. yeah. Everybody decided like, okay, we all hate Dr. Luke now because he's a bad he's a bad dude. Yeah. Um, and uh, unfortunately, he also knows how to write just the most crazy good pop song the world Damn. has ever known. So, yeah. Yeah. Kim Petras has apparently drawn some ire from people about like working with him still. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, he, Dr. Luke is like, he's kind of like the epitome of pop music right now, right? Like, he's done so much. I would say he was the epitome of pop music in like 2009. Like, could you theoretically make a poppy of an album without him? Probably, and I'm sure people have. Um, yeah. But what I gathered from doing some research about this, because I was disappointed to see that. I didn't know it beforehand. And he did a lot of the production on the singles of hers that I liked, which I was kind of grappling with. I was like, well, he's kind of a scumbag, and I don't want to support that. So I was doing some research because she has gotten a lot of flack for this. And, I mean, we don't know – <laughs> just as outsiders, the nature of their contract and the specific language and terms that these two are following. From what I've gathered, it doesn't seem like they are in the room working together on every single song. It seems like she signed a publishing deal with one of Dr. Luke's um, labels way, way, way a while ago, early on when she was still kind of finding her footing and one of the terms of that contract allegedly could be that she has to credit him on a bunch of uh, stuff going forward. Yeah, the music industry is kind of kind of weird like that. Yeah, and it's it seems like it seems like she um, has a foot out the door when it comes to Dr. Luke. Her her remarks on Kesha and on him um, seem to support Kesha and say like I may not work with him in the future. Yeah, I mean, it's bad optics, and on top of that, like, there's plenty of other people you could get in the studio with who would do just as good a job. And there are other producers on this album that are, like, maybe not of a similar notoriety, but are totally of a similar, like, caliber. Totally. And they also help to elevate this album. Yeah. Um, so I just thought it was worth it, worth mentioning. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and a producer, I feel like, plays a bigger role in pop music than a lot of other genres. Right. Yeah, it's a weird job title and yeah. like cuz like they could be like writing the lyrics, they could be doing all the the post production, they could be doing like the engineering, like where the mics are set and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They could be making the beats, like it's all like a, so it's a it's weird a, umbrella it's a term. Weird yeah. mish- like it it has changed from like 20 years ago what that term meant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a lot of people credited on this album. And yeah. uh I think they all did a really pretty dang good job mm-hmm. did any of the people work with daft punk maybe one of them are daft punk we don't know who daft punk is 
<laughs> Maybe Kim Petras is Maybe one Kim of the Petras people in Daft Punk. Oh, it's too late because they're dead now. Oh. Uh, they broke up. We brought a we bought a keg for it when they broke up. We did. <laughs> um, but there, I feel I like in the sense in the beats, I get some Daft Punk vibes. On totally. Album. Yeah, there's totally some influence there, um, which is great. I love Daft Punk. Yeah. However, my hot take: a lot of the songs are very samey. It's a lot of like, oh, cool! It's a four on the floor, like Cameron, kick you mean snare to tell me, beat with a, a syncopated bass line. You mean to tell me a pop album is very samey? Yes. <laughs> but here's here is something I said earlier. What do gay people play at a Halloween party? It is a I, dance the whole time. The same shit over it, and over. It is a dance yes. the whole time. You could party to this for the whole fifty eight minutes. It is. I think that this album kind of listens like one long DJ set. There, something that if you listen to this, you'll notice is that the transitions between songs are super seamless. Yeah, Mm. sometimes you don't even know it's changing. Yeah. Yeah, And I don't know if she's done this or not. If she has, that would be dope. Um, But like, you could totally just play this album front to back as a complete set list and it would be fun. Yeah. And like, the sequencing also works really well for that. There's like highs and lows, and it all kind of. Not only does the music transition, but the vibe kind of transitions. And some of those shorter songs serve to like steer things around, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. It's good shit. How long have we been talking? 20 minutes. There's Let's get 18. into the first song. But there's a lot of tracks on this album, so we're not going to do all of them, but yeah. we're going to hit some highlights. Yeah. Yes. Like, I don't, think the, I don't think the first track's really worth talking about. It's an intro, instrumental, kind of fucking... Yeah. Uh, so that's the vibe. That's what we say about every first track. It's that's the vibe. <laughs> it's a, it's, yeah, it's a two-minute song. It sets the vibe because it... And then it seamlessly transitions into just her screaming, There will be blood! Ah, it's so good. Can I say, I was looking at Genius.com and... That's one does. <laughs> you guys looking at Genius.com? <laughs> Hi, welcome to Genius.com or Bruce. <laughs> I I am reminded occasionally how I should not use Genius.com like unreviewed annotations as a credible source for what I talk about on the podcast. It's like Wikipedia, you can just put anything in there. Because <laughs> there was there was some in, incorrect information on Wikipedia I found earlier about this album. Oh, that's T. Yeah, I fixed it. So I was good. I was <laughs> looking at this. Uh, this song, um, There Will Be Blood, and someone said, like, Kim Petrus could be referencing the way that when some women have sex for the first time, they bleed a little bit. And my brain went, hmm, because Kim Petrus biologically is, she was assigned male at birth and has medically transitioned since then and has probably not experienced that not been there i don't know it just seems like a stretch that was a yeah, real shot in the dark that that's, person that's was a- <laughs> arguably incorrect yeah just like an intense yoga class you didn't mean to sign up for that's a bit of a stretch it was a bit of a stretch <laughs> especially since the next line is like you're gonna die like, yeah. i think i think it sort of declares its own theme which is like ooh, spooky scary song run yeah. away yeah a lot of this album um is very much murderous lover sexy killer yeah <laughs> we're gonna bang and then you're gonna die about it spooky banging <laughs> tm it's great. It's fun. It's fun. It gets stuck in my head. It's Kim Petrus. What the fuck? It's a good, it's a good like starting vibe, like as a as a fully formed song totally. to the album. It totally introduces you to 
what to expect. Yeah. And I think this track also, Zach, you mentioned the Daft Punk influence. This Mm -hmm. one absolutely has, um, in my opinion, a very similar vibe. And I think we should play a little bit. Yeah, there's totally Daft Punk influence. That totally also sets you up for like, okay, every other song in this album is going to be kick, snare, kick, <laughs> snare, syncopated <laughs> bass line. But, but you oh, can dance syncopated to it, baseline. which is probably like the point of pop music, right? In yeah, I mean, I, yeah, like it's maybe not an album that you sit down to next to the fire and you put on your like <laughs> hi-fi headphones, headphones yeah. and you're like, ooh, let me hear all the detail in this <laughs> clap snare. And this mm, 808 nuance. kick. <laughs> but like, yeah, I think, I think it's important and I need to reframe it in my own head is like you're at a party where everybody's just turning up. Everyone's in hot pants. Are you kidding me? Everyone is wearing tiny little spandex shorts and put ears on and said they're a cat. It's amazing. And like there's no better, there's like no better beat to dance to than, than that one. Yeah. So it's awesome. Now I have the Western culture. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably the best one. Yeah, that is. I have a question for you. We heard it in that recording. What do you guys think of the vocal like warble thing that sounds like Post Malone? Uh, Do you hear that? There's a lot of cool vocal stuff on here. Yeah, she has that really interesting like, ah. and it's funny that you mentioned Post Malone because I was seeing a thing where Kim has said that one of her dream collaborators is Mr. Post himself. There, there's one track on here in my notes I put, this needs this needs a couple of bars from Post Malone. Oh my God, I think it would be an amazing collaboration. Right? It would be totally. so good. We should send someone a strongly worded email. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's fun. I think it uh I think a warble like that kind of adds to the um otherworldly spooky feeling of it all. It's like ah, it's like a ghost. But I mean like she sings like that all the time. Yeah, that's true. And personally I kind of, I kind of don't like it. It's vibrato, <gasps> mama. It's act, it's not though because the pitch isn't changing. It's more like a tremolo. It's like a volume thing. Oh. I wonder if it's due to her German heritage. Do you think it's like a less American type of singing that she's influenced from? Maybe. And like I always thought with Post Malone that he must have had some extra like fold in his throat that made him do that. <laughs> Cause I can't imagine that any vocal coach in the world would be like, "That sounds healthy. You yeah, should do, do that." that. Maybe she also has an it, extra it, fold. It freaks me out. Um, and I I don't think it's an extra fold. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's a choice. And it, personally, it kind of, kind of weirds me out. But it's also like interesting to listen to. So yes. there's that. And yeah. it's like pretty. Def, it, it's, it sets her apart. Yeah. From other vocalists, for and sure. And I think that we know that she could hold the note kind of straight if she wanted to. Like, Kim Petras is a pretty talented singer. I watched a couple of videos of her singing live or just, like, recording some shit on her MacBook when she was a kiddo. Very talented vocalist, in my opinion. Cool. Do we have, do we have anything to say about Bloody Valentine? Yeah. I think there's, a gun, I think there's a gun cock in the beat. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Yeah, Pat cool. just rolling up with a Glock. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's in there. I'm gonna play it. Yeah, right. That's that's totally uh like at least reminiscent of a gun click. 
hear it a little bit. Yeah. yeah I can hear that. I can hear that. Yeah. yeah I really yeah. like those like cool, like repeating samples in the beginning. That's, it's a pretty cool beat. And it's all murder. Murder. Which is what Halloween's about, I think. Petrus named this song My Bloody Valentine because during intercourse, sometimes a woman will bleed on the man. <laughs> no. No. I think it was because of her favorite oh, shoegaze band from oh, the you're 90s, saying I, My I should... Bloody Valentine. <laughs> I think she named it after that. So I should delete my genius entry then? <laughs> oh my god. Do you have genius pulled up? No. Oh no. my god. He's making a, a reference to your. Yes, <laughs> and. Yes, and. You took a wrong turn, took a uh, wrong more turn. More Daft Punk vibes. I was thinking about this song and thought for a second, how intimately do you guys know um, the Rocky Horror Picture Show? I <laughs> <laughs> I also have some notes about that here, yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> there are some callbacks to it. Well, uh, I was thinking for the wrong turn thing, it would be really funny if... Um, the song that's like, there's a light over at the Frankenstein place. <laughs> I thought it would be funny if that was replaced with this. <laughs> Demon. Uh, I don't remember what Demon sounds like. It's one of the uh, interludes, but it has a really cool sample from the 1988 Halloween classic, Night of the Demon. Whoa. Yeah. Tell me more. Whoa, well, is that coming in with the trivia? Was this on Genius.com? N- no, I found this. They never existed in physical form. They only exist in spirit form. It's true. Demons. That's so sick. A very good uh, sample to grab. Yeah. Some of the instrumental tracks on this album really hold up on their own. They do. It's really cool. I want to talk about Massacre. Okay, because go for it. the Cameron, do you know the melody that is in Massacre? Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking Carol the Bell. Carol the Bell. But she takes it and and at one point they're like tongue in cheek about it and they just sing la 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 la. They're just like, look, we're doing the Carol of the Bells thing. And throwback to uh to our Peter episode, uh that was one of our magical tunes. So I know this oh one very God. well. Yeah, it's a Christmas song, <laughs> but she's like, you know what? I'm going to put spooky, sexy words instead. Ooh. So I'm going to yeah, put them for m- you. More Christmas songs that we turn into Halloween songs, yeah, please. It works well. <laughs> it works so well to be spooky. And the original words are like, hark how the bells, oh, Christmas smells. <laughs> can, can you sing it for us? <laughs> hark how the bells, oh, Christmas smells, oh, where they ring, oh, here and hell. Gaily they sing while Christmas sings something, something, something. No, but, but, but. Merry, 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 merry Christmas. <laughs> Here's the thing is I think if you're going to rip something off, rip some old shit off. It's in the public domain yeah. at this point. <laughs> Who's going to say anything? Well, I think it's kind of, what's? it's not Uncanny Valley, but there's something to say about like taking something so joyful and like classically good and being like, now it's spooky. Yeah. It's corrupting. Yeah, it makes yeah. it more spooky. I love God that. God bless you, Mary <laughs> Zombies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
going to say shit. Nobody. Yes. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Demon. <laughs> that gonna, works way better at that. Yeah, the children kill in. your mom. <laughs> we were going the same way. I was going to say, kill the children in their sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma got ran over by a drunk driver. No! <laughs> something Halloween about that. Yeah, that one's too, that one's a little too realistic. <laughs> that was just that was just like a song for Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. It's <laughs> 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 way too dark that I wanted to go, but it is a Halloween episode. Album of Blues, Halloween Spectacular. <laughs> Listen to the track, bitch. <laughs> Listen to the track, bitch. Damn, son, where'd you find this? <laughs> Damn, son, where'd you find this? Okay. Kim Petras has a producer tag. Do you guys know what it is? No, what? She does. It's not any of these? Because she's self-released fucking everything yeah. under, what was it called? Bunhead? Including this, yeah. This is released on Bunhead. Yeah. Her own um, label. Her producer tag, she goes, whoop, ah. Uh. <laughs> oh, that's um, good. Um, like, I like almost that. every song, she goes, whoop, ah. Uh. But none of these. Sadly. No, she does it on a couple of these. Really? Oh, I guess oh. I just you gotta listen I I for it. It's her it. producer tag. She's so cute. My mama beat. Ah, ah. I like that. Isn't that nice? That's good. Yeah. You guys want to talk about knives? Yes. Listening to knives is kind of a kind of a visceral experience because I already I don't like the feeling or the sound of rubbing it knives together. It makes my together. teeth feel funny. It's like yes. the it's like the nails on a chalkboard thing. And so when I play it really loud in my car, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Here, we're going to make the listener experience it. Oh, Christ. Yeah. Hey, listener, skip ahead 20 seconds. Here's an intrusive thought that I had when I was listening to this. You know that scene in High School Musical 2 where they all have to work in a kitchen at this country club? Of course I do. And they're like working in this kitchen together and they're like, everything sucks. And there's a song with like a cutlery and pots and pans interlude. I was listening to that and I thought of High School Musical. Does that become Work It Out? Yes. It like transitions into it, right? Um, I don't think it starts that way. I think they sing the song and then it's the interlude. Oh. And then it goes, do, 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 do. We and, got uh, to work, work. Yeah. Yeah, Corbin Blue's in that. Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah, I did it. You did it. Yeah, Corbin Blue's in it. Anywho, I, I listened to that today because I was thinking about knife sounds. High school musical knife song. No, it's not called Oh, knife God. I should, turn my safety, I should turn my safety search off. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyway, they're not at all similar, but when I heard this song, that's what I immediately thought of. <laughs> it's like it's the same vein of like using kitchen implements to make a song. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Before we move on, I have to pee. Go piss girl. Thank piss you. Girl. And we're back, folks. We are now rejoined with Roscoe. He came home during the break and he's laying on a little a little piece of He just did a big sigh. A little piece of blanket. It's tough being a Roscoe. Yeah. 
Uh, and then I wanted to talk to you guys. What are some of your favorite Halloween movies? Uh, as it is the month of October, this is our Halloween episode. Well, we we talked about The Nightmare Before Christmas last year uh-huh. for our Halloween episode. That is one of my favorite Halloween movies. Which, uh, uh, there's debate, right? Is it a Halloween movie? Is it a Christmas movie? I think it works great in both ways, but I associate it a little more with Halloween. It's a little more Halloween movie. I think it's great. I also yeah. love Hocus Pocus. I think that's a fun one. That's a classic. If we're leaning like spooky scary. Well, this isn't spooky scary. I brought up Rocky Horror earlier. Yeah. That Mm -hmm. I love around this time of year. That's pretty spooky. Yeah. What about Clue? I love, I could watch Clue any time of the year, any day. It's a murder mystery, but also the ideation of like, okay, who would you be? Who would I be? That's my favorite part. That's true. That's true. Mm. I love the 1985 classic Clue starring Tim Curry and a whole beautiful ensemble Okay, first the board game or the movie? The board game. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> truly. Truly, truly, truly. It's like Jumanji, I guess. Uh, uh, have you seen the movie? Not in a long time. Uh, we'll uh, watch it. It's so fun. How about you, Cam? What's your favorite spooky movie? Transformers. <laughs> that is pretty spooky. I mean, have you seen Megan Fox's thumbs? Terrifying. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> Nightmare inducing. I'm oh, sorry. Just because she has spoon thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> me. She got toe thumbs. Oh. <laughs> It's okay. Channing Tatum has toe head. Oh, no. <laughs> he's not in the movie. But. And they're both hot. He, he's a thumb thumb from Spike Kids. <laughs> <laughs> Spike Kids 3D is my yeah. favorite Halloween movie. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not really big in Halloween movies. Like, I haven't even seen Halloween, the movie. I was friends yeah. with... Directed by John Carpenter. I was friends with a bunch of film majors my freshman year of college, so... We tried to do Spooktober, which meant that we would watch a different Halloween slash spooky movie every day during the month of October, and I got burnt out pretty quickly. Yeah. But I did see a couple. Like, I saw, like, The Grudge and uh, Paranormal Activity, The Poltergeist, and, like, a bunch of old ones. And they were all, like, fun and fine and great. But I I tend to lean in my favorite of favorites. I tend to lean towards camp and charm. (laughs) I think my favorite is we went and saw it at a drive-thru one year. There was like three spooky movies, um, and I've never seen it since, but I just like the vibe of seeing it at a drive-thru and it's old and spooky, is uh, Phantasm. Oh, I haven't seen it. Yeah, that's a classic one, I guess. Love. Oh, there's there's something really, really campy and really old. <laughs> yeah, there's something very charming about like an old, with very like practical oh, special yeah. effects. Oh, yeah, the blood was so bad, yeah. Yeah. I think my favorite scary movie is Paranormal Activity just because of like... <sighs> Not really as being – you can't compare it to, like, high-budget horror movies or anything, but taking it for what it is, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah it's fun. It's spooky. Uh, I have a tangent for that one. One time, my brother – my older brother and his girlfriend at the time watched it, and I had, was in a neck brace at the time. Fun fact. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> oh, my. So I had this real Frankenstein look to myself, <laughs> and I ran around the house, and I went to the window, and I went, bah! <laughs> and, and, and this woman who was his girlfriend at the time – Kid you not, ran all the way through the house. This house was at the back of the room. Got in her car and drove halfway out the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best I've ever scared anyone in you my really life. Got her ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm gonna... fight or flight. She choose flight. She got out of there, dude. And now, back to your regularly scheduled album for the banger, right smack dab in the middle. Sex Death is, your sex is on fire. <laughs> your, sex is on fi- your sex set me on fire and I'm dead. Yeah. The song, Death by Sex. The chorus, Death by Sex. Sex, sex, sex. Can I tell you something interesting I saw on Genius.com? Yes. 
after we listen to it. Okay. Tell me, Post Malone, two thirds in, would not hit. Oh, dude. And I would throw it all away. <laughs> I just keep on wishing that the money made you stay. Is this another song? Give me that sex. Give me that, honey. Give me that money. Yes. <laughs> no, that would it, be incredible. And, and her vocal production on there is very like, who's the guy? Who's the guy that coined that? Who coined what? Who like coined that audio tone in the voice. What, like, are you talking about like, T-Pain? Like, T-Pain, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hard auto-tune, absolutely. Yeah. Right? So the fun oh, yeah, factoid. No. I want to talk about the fun factoid. Please give me the fun factoid. So, <laughs> Kim Petrus was born and raised in Germany, right? Deutschland. Deutschland. Yeah. yeah. And the word for six in German is sex. Oh. So when she goes sex, 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 she's saying six, six, six. Dude, that's what? That's metal. Wait. Isn't that hard as fuck? Yeah. Six, six, six. She's the <laughs> fucking it devil. It's that's actually Isn't that fun? That's kind of cool. Because you could listen to the song and think it's kind of like bimbofication. Like she's going sex, 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 <laughs> sex because sex, it's a sex. song about death by sex. This is funny. But it's a double entendre, mama. She's also In saying another language. Six, six, that's like six. a whole nother level. Double entendre. There's one other song on this album, I can't remember which one, where she does say some stuff in German. Yeah. So like, yes. That's totally and then but when you tell people Kim Petrus is from Germany, they're like, What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no accent there. No, it's crazy. And did I say this on air? I was like watching a bunch of old interviews of her from when she was like fucking like 16 because we haven't touched on this yet, but like she kind of made waves in mainstream media when she was young because she had um, like gender confirmation surgery at a pretty young age. She was like 16 when she got it. So she was on a bunch of news outlets, did a bunch of interviews for it. And I was like, Hmm, I'm very interested to watch this and fucking get background on this person that we're going to talk about. And the accent is totally there. Like, oh. she seems very, like, young German teen. And then she moved to L.A. when she really started getting into it. it. And now, you know, that that sort of affectation has mostly faded. Yeah, I don't know if German accents really, like, there's some accents you can do in American popular music that are probably okay. Like, we've talked about the Irish accent a couple times. Yeah. But I don't know if the German accent would hit. <laughs> but I think we'd find that kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sex. Yeah. Sex. <laughs> as someone with a lot of I will like, give it to you best. <laughs> as someone, maybe it'd be more kinky. I don't know. <laughs> being from like Milwaukee, which is historically a very jer- Roscoe is scratching the <laughs> shit out of his he ear right really now. Really funny when he scratches his head. I love that baby boy. Sorry, man. I wanted to get his scratching on air, and I ended up. (laughs) (laughs) Good flap flap. Oh, and he left. I would never have known like the sex, sex, sex thing if you hadn't said that. That's yeah, that's pretty interesting. Do you know the other the other numbers in German? Eins, zwei, drei, vier, fünf, sechs, sieben, acht, neun, zehn. I like seven. I like seven. Why do you know that? I had to take German class. I didn't have to take it, but I took. a semester of German in middle school. Oh, That's you remember dope. that from middle school? I do. Damn. 
Yeah, I remember. So this would be a good song to play in like German class in like middle school, right? Yeah, Yeah, I guess it would. Sex, sex, sex. Which is funny because I ended up taking Spanish like the entire rest of my schooling and and still have some of that with me. But I know one through ten in German. Anyway, this song slaps. It's got like this good trap beat under it. It's got like the hard auto tune thing. It hits. That T-Pain, yeah. She's talking about, like, having sex with you so good that you die about it. <laughs> Which is pretty spooky, dude. Like, that's Halloween as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I like the line in the pre-chorus that's like, you're going to be missing me in the afterlife. It's like, I'm going to bang you so good you die, and then your ghost is going to be like, damn. Damn. <laughs> you can kill me again. Which alludes to a later song. I don't know if we're going to talk about it, but she alludes to being remembered in another life. Uh-huh. Let's talk about the next song. Omen, more like, oh man, another interlude. Let's talk about the song after that. <laughs> Close your eyes. <laughs> Close your eyes. There's some cool, there's a lot of cool production on this album, but the um, the vocoder stuff on this is pretty sweet. Yeah, it's another fucking fun ass, clubby ass dance and have a vodka crayon in your hand, make out with the stranger. You're wearing a corset for some reason and you can't see anything. And you close your eyes. Close your eyes. It's great. The thing about this album is like, sometimes we'll talk about an album and there are lyrics that you can like really, really read into. And I'm not saying that Kim Petras doesn't like thoughtfully write her songs, but so. You mean Dr. Luke doesn't thoughtfully write her songs for her? Who fucking knows? Whoever does it. Uh, (laughs) But like a lot of this I think is like fun music for the sake of being fun music and like fun dance to. Something she said is uh, we were like watching a a video of her earlier and she said that she was like, quote, obsessed with the idea of making a song where by the second chorus, you know the song. Mm. And I think that really shows up on this album and a lot of the songs that she releases. Yeah, I think that's a really good instinct to have when you're making pop music because, like, if you can teach it, it, even if you're, like, opening up for another band, if you can teach the crowd your song by the second chorus, they'll be singing along and they'll be having a great time. Yeah. Totally. I've heard a really good metaphor talking about, like, popular music as kind of, like, candy as where it's, like, it's sweet, it dissolves fast, and you know you like it. Yeah. Whereas, like, some other instruments, like jazz, is, like, meatloaf. Like, it's texture. There's lots of flavors. <laughs> <laughs> and your mom puts celery like, in it like, for some reason. <laughs> but, like, candy's not intrinsically better than meatloaf. It's just a different type of food. Totally. Um, so, yeah, a lot of her stuff is, like, candy. It's, like, you love it. It's sweet. It's addicting. It, it um, goes down fast. You it, can eat a lot of it But it's once. not super complex. It's not a textured flavor it's bubblegum yeah yeah totally yeah i think that's a good music a metaphor for pop music yeah absolutely (laughs) we could we could briefly say it's funny that she has a song called transylvania stylized so that the first five letters are in all caps this is the one i wrote rocky horror on (laughs) transvestites from transylvania Yeah, dude. <laughs> also, like, Transylvania goes... It might be my favorite instrumental. Can we listen to it real quick? Yeah. yeah. We should video our faces just reacting to music while we're drunk. <laughs> Did you hear the producer tag? No. no. Where was she it? Went, uh, at the end of the clip we oh. just played. Right here. Producer tag. <laughs> it's, re- it's really good. It's really subtle, but it's there. There are so many cool ass samples in this oh, song. Man, this yeah, song that is a good one. This song reminds me of 
one of the emergent and now uber famous electronic artists of the 2010s, Zed. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like famous for being an Uber driver. Yes. I've never been an Uber driver. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this totally sounds like a Zed song circa like 2013. Like I could see that. All the different like textures and bass sounds and all the different like claps and samples and things. And then that like big ass cool like pulse wave modulated synth lead. Almost like a guitar solo. Yeah, because it's like overdriven yeah. and kind of like It's bit written crushed. like a guitar solo, yeah. but it's totally like a funky synth and it's cool because it like plays around around the key a little bit, like which um, there were there was a guy that worked with Zed who came out on Twitter and and said some things that were not great about working with Zed. And no. one of the things he ta- like nothing that was like totally like oh we need to deep platform. He just kind of sounded like maybe he was hard to work with or something. But the this dude tacked on one thing at the end, which was like oh by the way he plays everything in C major and then transposes it for the song. <laughs> I like like that and hate that. (laughs) (laughs) And like Zed like refuted everything. And I think he didn't refute that point. So, (laughs) so this was not a Zed solo. He's like, (laughs) damn. Get the fuck out of here. All the things to tack on at the end of like an allegation (laughs) thread on Twitter. Like, Oh, he doesn't play the black keys ever. (laughs) Talking about how pop music is candy. (laughs) 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 He's just eminent. I'll never be as good as as Zed, so I shouldn't shit on him. But but not being able to play like an an F sharp. (laughs) (laughs) But this, I love this instrumental and it just, it makes me feel like I'm listening to 2012 dubstep again. Like, it makes me feel like I'm 17. It hits a lot of those good spots of like the wobble and the. I mean, what what point of the party is this? Is this like when when a bunch of people go into the bedroom and like do a drug that you're not sure what they took in there, but you're like a bunch of people in that bedroom over there and they they come they came out and their eyes are weird. People I was are, gonna say people this are outside is, doing whippets and now they can't stand up straight. This <laughs> is right after they came out of the bathroom or the bedroom. Oh, yeah. This is like the peak of the party. Everyone is on that level. You're not at the point where, like, you've had one too many beers and you need to sit down for a second. You're right before that point. Everyone has had the perfect amount, but they don't know it yet because they're going to keep consuming. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) But, like, this is the pinnacle of the night. This is the pinnacle of the night. And also someone showed up with, like, Tostitos. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah. And you're like (laughs) – I'm and, never going to die. And somebody came through with more mixer because you ran out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited to talk about the next song. Do it. Mostly because, first off, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, has recently come out and said that she has been in a relationship with a woman for the past, oh. like, almost 20 years. Elvira, queer icon. Kim Petrus, queer icon. Love it. We'd love to see two queer women thriving together. Zach Emery, podcaster. Zach Emery, podcaster. <laughs> but but ally nonetheless. An ally nonetheless. And um, these two powers come together like Captain Planet. To make the spookiest <laughs> shit we ever done did here. Spookiest, queerest song. Uh, if I was one of the rings in the Captain Planet of Gay This. 
I don't know. I'm not worthy. (laughs) You'd be the one that provides the Tostitos for the party. Exactly. And that's all we can ask an ally to do. So earlier I had mentioned Thriller or like we were talking about Thriller and Michael Jackson as spooky pop music, right? I think this song and other people have also said that this song is kind of reminiscent of that because, you know, in the middle the middle of Thriller where, oh, my God, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, Vincent Price, Spooky Boy, comes on and goes like, the midnight hour is close at hand. Like he just comes in and yeah, like he talks does, for yeah. a little bit. Uh-huh. That's kind of what Elvira does here. It's kind of like Kim so Petras's awesome. Thriller. She yeah. just comes in and she's like. Only in the darkness will you find your true self. And it's like, ah, this is thriller, but for um, queer women. The girls and the gays. For the girls and the gays. Thank God. Let's hear some of it. Only in the darkness will you find your true self. Howl at the moon to awaken the spell. One cannot judge what the eye cannot see. Outside the realm of humanity. Embrace your fear. Don't dare to run. Only then will you be what you're meant to be. I guess we forgot to mention that this is the title track. Yeah, this is one of the bangers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very much. It's all good. That's all I have to say. It's a bunch of spooky chords. Cameron, do anything about the chords? Just that, like, most of the songs on this album totally are straight down the middle, like, you know, I don't know, I don't remember anymore if it's melodic or harmonic minor, but they're all, like, in this minor key, and they all have, like, the five chord has the raised third that's, like, the leading tone into the minor one again. So they're all, like, this straight down the middle, like, everything's in a minor key, and it sounds very spooky. Ooh, and also there's an organ. (laughs) Yeah, there's some chord tones in there that are definitely like, you would not hear this in a Lady Gaga song, maybe, or like whatever. Maybe in a Lady Gaga song. song. (laughs) Just kind of spooky, scary skeletons. (laughs) Well, it was another pop star I was trying to think of. Well, yeah, like Carly Rae Jepsen. You would not hear this in a Carly Rae Jepsen song. These are not chord tones that... They are very spooky. Yeah. They're yeah, on no. the spooky spectrum, they are a nine and a half. Absolutely spooky. We don't even need to talk about boo bitch. Do you it's just talk called about the last boo bitch. Two? I just like that it's called boo bitch. Boo bitch. <laughs> That's how boo, it. Boo bitch, get out the way because we're talking about the song after you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Man, That's king a good transitions. <laughs> I was just excited to talk about everybody dies because after like a uh, fucking entire set list full of bangers, quote it's unquote, a ballad. We've got a ballad. Yeah. It's in 6 8, dude. Yeah. You can't dance in 6 8 very well. This is like the bathroom break slash <laughs> you take your partner into the bathroom and like smooch him a little bit. Well, and smooch there's like there's bit. like a girl crying in the corner and like she's got some people around her. Oh, yeah. 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 The, the lights come on. Someone and you spilled see- at least one glass at this point. You see everyone's, like, mascara running down their face because they're just so sweaty. The, the smart people have already left the party to go yeah. home and yeah. go to bed. And now we have an existential crisis because we're talking about everybody how everybody dies. dies. Dude. After a song a few tracks earlier, this is, I don't want to die. This is, like, coming to terms with the fact that everybody dies, but not everybody lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's kind of this fun thing that that Kim Petras does where she's sort of like and I don't know how earnest this is but it seems pretty earnest like 
She's talking about how she wants to fucking, like, be appreciated while she's here and while she's doing what she does. She says, like, give me my roses while I'm here. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, I'm making moves. I'm in the limelight. Appreciate my ass. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think is really fun. She's like, la, 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 la. I'm singing this song. We're all getting existential. Also, appreciate me. (laughs) Witness me. That's from Mad Max Fury Road. There you go. That's a pretty insightful thing to talk about so young. She's only, what, 27? 29. 29. Ooh, almost in her 30s. Ooh. I hope she puts out some bops in her 30s. I bet she will. Um, so maybe that is a good time to kind of have some of those existential things like, hey, like. Quarter life crisis. Yeah. I've had mine already, so. I, f- I feel you, Kim Petra. Yeah, it, it's a fairly, I mean, to be honest, it comes off kind of bland to me, but compared to the rest of the album, it's like, wah, bah, this one's kind of like mature. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Totally. Typhoon. I'm going to play some of it. Let's loose a little on this one too. Yeah, yeah. You can really hear the energy that she's putting into the performance. Totally. We get those chops. Yeah. Yes. She's like, she hits the high notes, but even the low notes, you can tell she's like driving through it. She's like really getting into it. Yeah. Which is a pretty stark contrast to the closing track on this album. <laughs> this is the bop. This has been stuck in both of our heads all day. I think <laughs> I think this is my favorite like track with vocals on it. This is Billboard's Top LGBTQ song of 2020. As it Hell should yeah. be. As it should be. Hell yeah. I mean, the song came out, oh, October of 2019. So this is like two years of having this EP. Well, this album. this song specifically, like though, came month, out though, in right? 2020. Oh, this is the one that she added. This was yeah. the bonus Jonas. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fourth I one. I just want to party, 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 party till I die. Uh, 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 it's so uh, uh. good. It's so fun. It's, it, well, do we think that it makes sense where it is in the track list? No. To put at the end? Not at all. Do you think that the album th- should end with Everybody Dies? I do. And it <sighs> did. It did until... It did. When Volume 1 was released, uh, that's where it ended. So you, you think they kind of tacked it on to the end just because? Maybe. Maybe. I think that energetically it could have fit better somewhere else. But I don't care because it's such a fun song. Maybe she released it and realized no one died from it. And she's like, they need this. And then <laughs> yeah. someone's going to party till they die. Yeah. I could see a world where it works at the end because it's like everybody dies. But you know what? Eh, I'm just going to party till I die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess. I mean, that's how I read it before you told me tonight that they added it on. Yeah. Anyway, let's hear some of it because it is. It's so fun. Such a bop. Book, like you want to make the best party pop song of all time like that hits all the points it's got the good like these days it's kind of more like a trappy kind of beat with a little fun hi-hat pattern you've got the vocal chops you've got you put the hook right at the beginning yes and then you get to sing the chorus like 
four times. <laughs> yes. And you know, and you know what? Everybody knows the chorus by it, the end. It even is if they've never heard you of a before. pop song, yeah. And and, it, ho- and it works so well. And how hard is it to sing party till I die, right? Party party. It's a great song. Yeah, it's good. It's giving like hundred gex, Charlie XCX. Yeah. Modern, like messy, messy pop, and I live. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to hear this. Uh, what's the word for pop that 100 Gex does? Like hyper pop? I would love to hear this hyper pop where it's just like blown out. And it's, and it's so <laughs> close to being there yeah. too. Like it wouldn't be a stretch. Yeah. Yeah, I just think like it's like such a fun way to end the album. I think if I come back to this album, that's going to be one of the few tracks that I come back to time and time again just to get a hype. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's hype. You don't have to know who she is. You don't have to know where you are. You don't have to know whose house you're in. If you hear this song, you're turning up. I feel God in this Chili's tonight. I think this is a good ender because this line here from the verse one, it's the middle of the night looking for another high, right? Party then and down. You're like, maybe I'll go do a whip it in the front yard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't care if it's killing me. This go is all I really door. need. <laughs> this body's in ecstasy. This song's about the whip it's dudes. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever crazy shit they're doing in Germany. Yeah, I don't yeah. even know. Dude. <laughs> I mean, those guys, they go listen to techno till like 4 a.m. and then they go to the bar. Full disclosure, this podcast does not endorse in any way the use or reproduction of whippets. Yeah, don't do that. That's in addition, dumb. we're all super nerds and we're going to go to bed in like 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but we like to talk a big game. I got comp tickets to a show last night and it started at 930, so I didn't go. <laughs> That's how nerds we are. It's like 930. <laughs> If you're one of the people at Empty Bottle and you emailed Zach back, I'm so sorry. I know we're going to still probably send you a link to this episode (laughs) because we said we would. It was for acid dad. We talked about (laughs) it. I didn't go because it was 930. But also, we're open to possibilities in the future. Yeah. Yeah. We'll hit you back, Empty Bottle. Don't you worry. So that's Turn Off the Light by Kim Petras. Yes. And I think it's time to give this album a Rubruski. Kim Padras, if you're listening to this, you have won the Rubruski for giving face and serving body bag. Please come collect your award. <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening to this episode. And thank you, Cameron, for being here and guest hosting again. It's always a delight. You're welcome. I can finally feel my uvula again. Yeah. <laughs> We are Album Rebrews, and we'll continue to be Album Rebrews. If you want to check us out on the internet, we are on Instagram and Twitter at Album Rebrews. Or if you want to look at our website, it is www.albumrebrews.com. We also have a live show on October 22nd. RSVP, it's free. It's at Luna Bay Booch Quarters. It's going to be so much fun. Please come. (laughs) Thank you to me for editing the podcast. And for writing our theme song. And for writing a theme song. I wrote the theme song. And for being on your second episode. How's it feel? Two times. I'm in the two timers club. You're in the baby. two timers club. I that's, love it. I love it. Me, you and me and are the only other people who are in the two timers yeah. club. <laughs> <laughs> and Dylan? And D- Dylan? No, Dylan only hosted no. one. But Dylan but will be at our been. live show. Dylan will be at our live show. He's going to enter the two timers club on stage. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's going to be in kinky. Front of so many people. <laughs> <laughs> if you like the show, please tell a friend. Please uh, tell your mom. Give your mom a call. She misses you. She gave birth to you. Heck, go review it on the Apple Podcast app. That Period. helps. It yeah, does. that helps. Yeah, give us a follow. Subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. Yeah. yeah. Also, hey, even if you don't like it, if you would just subscribe and you download the episode, you don't have to listen to it. Just download it. Just do it. Yeah. 
Engrave it into your forehead, the words album or bruise. Uh, Make sure you do it backwards so you can read it in the mirror. Add us into your, you know, living will. (laughs) We love And the one for after you die. We haven't made any money on this podcast, so if you die, just give us all your money instead of your family. It makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. I think this is the part of the episode where we get really close to the mic and we say very tender goodbye to our audience. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Toodaloo.